That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is the Brew and View Podcast. got rid of us but you didn't Mm-mm. we're back Mm-mm. unfortunately we're, we're right back, back we're in proud. your stream it popped up in your pod catcher and you're like mm-hmm. oh shit another two hours to listen to these fools have a beer makes it easier have a beer mm. so oh, we're back yes welcome to the brood view podcast you of course are brad i am yes you're andrew that's right that's usually what follows that um and why would today be any different mm-hmm. new year old us mm-hmm. and uh per near month almost uh i think our last episode came out on the 12th of december but really wow. uh yeah uh life gets in the way yeah. as uh life finds a way yeah uh, but anyways, we're back, and we, I, I know I've watched a lot of movies, and I'm happy to talk to Andrew and to you guys as well, and girls. Ladies, where you at? Um, I have not watched a lot of movies. I've watched a lot of TV. Good. We're going to get into about. it. Yeah. I watched a couple of uh, movies about movies, um, but before we do any of that stuff, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did watch a movie, and uh, you just reminded me. Uh, nice. It's the latest Star Wars, and uh, yeah. more importantly, uh, more enjoyably, we're drinking beers. We are. What you having tonight? I am having a uh, Heavy Seas Twenty Four. Nice. And it's a quadruple IPA. Oh, my lord! Yes. Let me uh, pull up the information on it, because if there's nothing. <clears throat> if we do nothing well, it's we are if we do anything well, it's being unprepared well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, anyways. If we, um we're we're well on our way to being ill equipped. Yes. Uh so it is a like I said, a quadruple IPA, fourteen percent ABV, sixty five IBU. Nice. Uh this is just a giant punch in the mouth beer. I mean it's just it's so much there's so much that goes on like but it's all good it all tastes really well there's no it there's no like heavy like 
oh, I can't take this anymore, like too much in the back of your throat or anything like that. It's, it, it, uh, there's just a ton of flavor right in your mouth. The only thing I don't like about this beer is it's just not repeatable. You can't like drink more than one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you may have two because you're just going to get shit faced. Um, uh, and that's the only thing I don't like about this beer because uh, for, for most quads, they're often, you know, served in the um, the tulip glasses. You know, they're very, uh, you know, the eight to twelve ounce glasses. Uh, this came in a in a nice pounder can, which I was able to pound her down, Hell and yeah. uh, <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, uh, what does it say? A thick syrupy body, which makes sense, accented mm-hmm. by intense hop resins that make for a heavy a heavy sipping beer, which you know. If you were any other ordinary podcaster, you may just sip this beer, but you know what? I drink it fast. It tasted good. <laughs> good. <laughs> you know, if you were a real idiot, you'd uh, take it slow. Uh, yeah, I feel that because I'm already, you know, halfway through through my brewski. No. Wow. Very good. Yeah. And what is that? Hey, um, you know... They say to uh, go forward, you have to look back or some other bullshit. But I'm having a 2015 Bourbon County brand stout from Goose Island Beer Company. And uh, it's been sitting on my shelf for five years now. Um, I guess four, four. They usually come out in November. So it's probably close to four and a half years old. Well, speaking of that, oh, continue. It's wonderful. It's smooth. Uh, allegedly, when they bottled it, it was 14.3%. Um, now, these are just estimates and guesstimates. Uh, but it's it's unreal. It's smooth. Um, Even after all that time. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't have hardly any, like... Um, that alcohol bite sometimes with a a bourbon age beer, you get that. This is just, it's all flavor. It's it's so good. I love this beer so much. And, uh, I thought it was, uh, an appropriate time to, uh, bust out, bust out a 2015 stout. So I am happy with my choice. Um, but now it's going to make it tough for me to sit on the other ones. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah, because you're drinking a... I don't even know what kind of glass that is. Uh, I, I think it's a pint glass. Um, but it's it's like... Um, it's got like a short stem on it. I don't know. It's uh, from the brewery across the street. Their uh, one-year anniversary party. So it's fancy, fancy stuff. Um, one right. cool thing about my beer mm-hmm. is the artwork. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could see it too much, uh, with what was going on, but it's like a kind oh, of a geez. Rob Zombie style <laughs> album cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, pretty sweet. It's the heavy, uh, yeah, it's by Heavy Seas 
Brewing Company, and they they have actually some decent beers, mm-hmm. um, out of there. I think I've had maybe one or two like Loose Cannon or something like that. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, when I uh, when I click on the picture, I can see the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of like Rob Zombie. The hop leaf in the middle reminds me of Tool, even though the artwork's bit. not really yeah. Tool style. Well, um, and, and the eye that's right below. Do you see the yeah. eye? Yes. Down low? Yeah. It's maybe if like Rob Zombie and Tool went on tour together yeah, in an episode of Ren and Stimpy, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yep. The, no, here's what it would be. is like when it was still White Zombie and okay. Tool, but before, like right after both their first albums hit, and they were still playing some gigs in like... Yeah, so... T- like Des Moines, Iowa, you know, or Sarasota, Florida, or yeah. so, you know, like small venue. Yeah, small or, yeah, or, club gigs. Yes, and that was the the album or the poster art. Dude, the more I this is fun, the more I look at it, the more I like want this on my wall. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. The like the skull is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Heavy seas. A little bit of nice third work, guys. third uh, third eye. Yeah. And many eyes, I guess. Fifth uh, eye, I guess, right? Yeah. And and with him, as always, Batman. Uh, uh, as as per usual. Per usual. I've uh, <coughs> got my, my Batmans right here with me as well. Oh. Always, always close is. by, protecting Defending, revenging, looking up at the night sky, having at it. Yeah, I'm such a fucking dork. I uh, I have this flashlight, and I like shine it on him because the shadow. Oh, of then his it gives you the, looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, do you have him standing on the top of a cardboard box with painted out windows? Wish, actually, the box that that came in has some really nice art detailing to it the the uh the people who did it as uh, the company who actually did the poster behind me too so they're detail people nice phantom city anyone wants to look them up i shall maybe they um, did a great well um, oh god is it uh what's the 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 uh mc escher is that it the the like yep. stairs yep. they did a great cabin in the woods poster oh, sweet. mc escher style people are so clever yeah i know it's <laughs> right look at stuff i'm like oh, fuck <laughs> damn it save something so much better than i am yeah stop being so good at everything yeah anyways well you, well, you were saying about how old that beer is yeah it's it's a little bit older. If it's four and a half old, it's just a little bit older than we are as a podcast right yeah. now. And a lot older than Max. It was right about this time that we recorded our first episode. Yeah, what, it, it might have been the 12th. Well, no, it, it our first episode came out the 21st, 21st. I think. Well, but we had recorded it right about this time, I think. <laughs> or maybe maybe a little bit later. But we're right about the four-year anniversary nice. of it. Um, Happy anniversary. It was weird. I, I was thinking about it a little bit today when I was working. Because um, <clears throat> it was right about this time 
four years ago, like a month or so ago, I was working, I was, uh, my mom moved in with us. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was working over there laying tile. And I don't know if I called you or you called me and it was kind of out of the blue. It was before we started podcasting Mm -hmm. and we had like a 45 minute discussion, Mm -hmm. just maybe an hour. We're just sitting there talking just about crap. And then we ended up, uh, we ended up coming down for our vacation and meeting up with you guys Yes, over, over, uh, Christmas break. And then I, and we decided, Hey, we should maybe do this thing. It was just a weird confluence of events. Yeah. Um, and then four years later, you are are. correct. January 21st, 2016. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Mavs is at least four years and one day older than us. I think it's, I think we only been doing it for two years or something like that. (laughs) The fact that we can't figure that out, even though we could figure it out, but we just, it's, it's sad. It's pathetic. We just gotta look at your <laughs> the number of episodes and then I know by fifty. Well, the pr- the problem is we've been we did like when we first started doing it, we would do a couple episodes a week. So I understand, but it's, it's not, not like you did hundred episodes that year. You did. We probably you know. did like seventy. I don't know. I know. So instead of yeah, like you guys started what March or something like that. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's pathetic. Um, and then now I'm on our website, thesaucelounge.com, where you can find every single episode of this show, as well as Mavs. And Chicago Style Info. Yeah. Matt told me to stop plugging that, so it's over. Yeah. We'll plug it show. here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll plug it here. <laughs> Big rating spike coming. I can I can feel it. Uh, <sighs> man. Anyways, yeah, just kind of yeah, weird. Nice. Timing weird. is everything. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I do have a uh, Goose Island 2016 beer. No, that is a shoot barley wine. Mm. I love barley wines. So, maybe but maybe like you said, a lot of those times, those are the the ones that hit you back. You know, with that hard alcohol taste. Oh, yeah. well, yes. Speaking of beer, more beer. I got a nice little gift from someone down south. From the dirt. had a uh, six-pack of Gleason mm-hmm. in it. I was super happy to get. Nice. Um, and I was super happy with my... Uh, um, I was watching the Saints game and opened a beer, of, or a Gleason. Nice. And I took a picture of it, and I got a great picture of the, me holding the beer and Alvin Kamara praying Day after 41. his first touchdown. Like, I don't know, it was like six games or something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He had – anyways. <laughs> it was it was just nice and poetic because uh, you've talked about Gleason so much, and I've – you know, we love that movie, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just – Kind of a, a through line through this our show, yeah. With you know you being New Orleans and stuff, and thank you so much for sending that to me. And it was nice to have it and drink it. And I was thinking about maybe drinking that tonight on the podcast, but I, I mean, I, it's a really good IPA. So and you've already reviewed it, and uh, I'm just gonna 
Do double I... mention, I suppose. So thank you very much for sending me a six. Oh, my pleasure. Six or that. My pleasure. And all the other knickknacks. Yeah. I think my favorite thing, not the one sticker, <laughs> but the other sticker, St. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. Um, I don't know how I found that, that tap handle, but I was like, oh, no, that's this super is, tight. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, it feels tight. like a good com- good combination. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, where was I at? Oh, it's New Year's Eve. Mm hmm. So have you seen the, like, um, so, you know, champagne bottles are, are how they're shaped. They, you know, mm-hmm. they're wide at the bottom and they really taper off and then they yeah. go up to, uh, someone brought at New Year's Eve, they brought a High Life bottle, champagne bottle. Champagne, champagne and beers. And beers. Makes and sense. And it, it set it on there too. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I <laughs> want to take a picture. I, Unfortunately, I didn't feel well at New Year's, so that kind of sucked. Oh, uh, I just I I wish someone like like two girls in like essentially bikinis come out carrying it with sparklers and, and just like flip it off with their thumbs and yeah. just start shaking it all over themselves. It's like a, a like crazy expensive Vegas, like all all stops pulled. Um, Oh yeah, and yeah. Like just, when they order, like, give me the best you got. Yeah, and they come out with the highlight. <laughs> That'll be two fifty, two hundred no two dollars and fifty cents, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's one of those things where that's like a rich man poor man thing, mm-hmm. where you don't realize how much this bottle of wine costs. You're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pay for dinner or. Someone brings out a two dollar and fifty cent champagne of beers, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't be seen with this." <laughs> no, life is tight. Yeah, high life. Uh, That's amazing. Yes, thank I you need to very find much one of those. for my Christmas present. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the uh, that uh, sticker adorns a uh, prayer candle at the bar as well. One of Does the, it? yeah. And uh, actually, funny story about that. So the um, girl who did that, she typically makes, um, I have one right here, typically does it with Saints players, right? Oh, okay. St. Alvin. So, yeah, I guess what I should say is there's a, Andrew sent me two stickers. One was a Port Orleans sticker and one was a a St. Andrew picture. (laughs) And it was Andrew in all his glory holding a lamb. Yeah, looking up to the heavens and looking very tight. Yeah, quite tight. Um, not stupid at all. Um, no, it, it seriously. I don't know. Like she must know you pretty good because that was pretty sweet. The way you're looking up, just. Well, I t- so I took the picture and I guess she oh, just like okay. ran it through a filter. But yeah, she did a phenomenal job, and she doesn't actually. I only know her because she made like a saints saint candle altar at port orleans and um so i she came into uh starbucks and she was like looking at me and she's like where why do i know you and i was like you <laughs> i you, you made a prayer candle for me of of me for me for she's like oh my god yeah i like i <laughs> i like seeing you in a regular context just threw me off i was like yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So you're a saint among us. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I saw her recently, and she was like, oh, that's, oh, yeah. I stared at your face for hours. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that was a whole thing. Uh, yeah, so good. I, I'm glad. I was happy to do it. I got to do that more because it's so easy, and I can, excuse me, within reason, um, which if you know me, you know I'm a reasonable guy. Yeah. Um, I can I can take whatever I want from work. Like I don't know why I didn't. I feel bad. I, I try not to take Gleason much because when we do sell it, a portion of all that goes to Team Gleason. So right. um, providing uh, ALS patients with technology, medical assistance, and adventures. Yep. Um. So I don't. I. I um. I've I've bought some actual like lease and stuff and there's definitely nights where I can't decide what I want when I'm out at a bar and I'm like you know what uh just give me a Gleason. Yep. Okay. Why not? I mean it's a good beer. It is. It's, really, yeah. it's a super nice IPA. Like yeah. super super good. It's uh goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just a a good IPA. And the other the other like Louisiana hazy IPAs are the ones that are famous are all doubles yeah so it's like this one's nice easier like it's i think 5.7 just refreshing easier to knock down um but yeah yeah so uh, i was happy to do it i need to do it more because you know that's part of the fun of uh beer and having access to this beer is sharing it with people so yeah for sure got to get it together yeah sure Mm. all right other than that any other brewski news um i i had some but i can't remember what it was it was other than having oh my birthday well yeah my wife took me for my birthday Mm mm-hmm uh up to oh yeah i well i talked about that we went to trogues yes. night before we recorded last yeah yep and yeah that's pretty much it uh yeah just drinking been trying to trying to sample more stuff get get some stuff but i've been i have a good stockpile of stuff to drink on the podcast so good looking forward to that and that's about it how about you uh yeah. Do you have anything on the way home? Whenever we went to Chicago, um, I had some. Uh, <laughs> my dad, um, he he doesn't know much, or he he's not in into beer very much. Like he just like he he doesn't drink anymore at all. Actually, um, but he was much more. He likes wine, and if he was drinking beer, he would just have the guinness or like a miller light you know right. something not that there's anything wrong with either of those beers but uh he knows that i like the uh coffee stout from schlafly in uh st louis <laughs> and every time he goes there he like grabs a six pack so their fridge is just filled with these old bottles of schlafly from like 2017 just waiting for you to come home <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> um, which was, was nice. I, I, I drank all of them. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had one or two things um, while I was out that way um, from Revolution. But I didn't yeah. really do the um, big uh, beer um drinking like i went out one day one night no day one afternoon um and that was like kind of it for for beer drinking oh jesus okay so the reason my statements are so disjointed for one i'm trying to log into my uh untapped and two that's just kind of how i talk at this point Hmm. but I did have a really good beer. I had the proprietor's uh, Bourbon County brand stout from this past year that my friend Brian was so uh, kind to share with me. This is the um, the special blend. It's only available in... Uh, it might only be available in um, the uh, Goose Island Tap Rooms to purchase, but super okay. limited. Um, they have an event every year called Prop Day. And uh, a friend of his took him one tickets to prop day and took him there. So it seemed uh, like it was just destined to be that I would come home and he would share it with me and we'd all have a good laugh. Very cool. Uh, it was amazing. It, it honestly, it tasted like drinking uh, like mixed berry pie. Mixed berry pie, it, it, like it t- like blackberries, cherries, like kind of blueberries. Like, and, oh yeah, and no like, strawberries in there. Yeah, all the dark berries, uh, dark berries, but even like like brown sugar flavor. Like it just it in and it wasn't like like we talk about all the time the novelty beers. It wasn't like that either. It just it, it right. blended together so well, and it was like you know you drink it slowly and you let it warm up, and it, it, it's unbelievable. And I know. People have turned their backs on Goose Island because they got bought out by AB and Bev, however many years ago. Right. And I get it. Uh, you know, drink drink local, think global. Um, but they've left most of Goose Island untouched. Uh, they yep. wanted three one two. That's the big thing that they wanted. Right. And and they have that now, but they're still letting them do really exceptionally good things. So, cool. I I understand where some people stand on principle, but fuck if they're Bourbon County brand stouts, I I I love them. I, I they're like event beers for me too because you know you you only get to have so many. Yep. I say when I have I think ten ten bottles in my loft right now. You got a strong will, my friend. One less tonight, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Baby. Well, you know what else I have? I think I have like three 120s. Oh, really? Dogfish head. Yeah. So that maybe I'll do that next week. Mm. Start start unloading some of the big dogs. Yeah. There you go. I have the day off (coughs) tomorrow, so got to plan accordingly. All right. Well. All right. Yeah. Let us get into some movies. Yeah, let's talk some stuff. Um, where do you want to start? Where do we begin? Um, 
I'm trying to think where I want to start. I mean, I guess we could talk about what we. Uh, I guess our assignments from last okay. time because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start real quick because I don't think you watched this movie, and I will I'm probably gonna jump in on what you watched. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I watched the Beach Bum on Hulu. Yes. Um, from 2019, streaming on Hulu, starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, directed by Harmony Corinne. Uh, yeah, so, so, if I guess one of the things is like when you when you think about Matthew McConaughey, like there you can think about a lot of stuff. You can think about you know his early stuff, you know, with him just being a beefcake. Whether it's you know yeah, starting out with. Yeah. Uh, Taste and Confused, or all the rom coms, or mm-hmm. then you get into True Detective, and then you get into Dallas Buyers Club, Interstellar, then he becomes a serious actor, and then you mm-hmm. think of him as just being a, a Lincoln car guy. <laughs> Those are the worst. They're not really good. I do like him when he's going ice fishing, it's pretty sweet. Well, the, I mean, commercial. yeah. They're they're just like the latest one is like him driving through a storm of like purple, mm. and that's just like what is happening right now? Is this is this making people want to buy cars? When you have like the city shots and all that stuff, I'm like, okay, I get it, whatever. Yeah. But now it's just like oh, I'm driving through a hurricane of purple and pinks and I I think back. he's you just go he's, I think he's just playing with us at this point. Like I think so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something. Let's see how it works. Yeah, and uh, that's fine. And I'm into it. This I'm, movie I'm is a McConaughey that. guy, and I think the other thing, he uh, started taking on these new and different roles. But you know, the fucking Buick commercials—it's a layup, easy money. They probably overpaid through the ass to, or Lincoln, whatever it is. Yeah, overpaid to get him on there, and uh, now he's free to do smaller projects. Do whatever, yeah. yeah. Get your get your money there and then do what you want. And I honestly think he took this job just so he could just drink and smoke as much weed as he wanted to. Oh, because no. that's all he does in this movie. Nice. So the Beach Bomb is a the story of a guy who is a uh, I'd say he's a modern day uh who's the guy that um oh who wrote Fear and Loathing? Las Vegas. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, he's like a he's like a modern day Hunter S. Thompson meets like mashes up with the Grateful Dead or something like that. Just hmm. or Jimmy Buffett maybe even like the guy lives in the Keys. He's a successful. <laughs> he's a journalist by day, parrot head by night. <laughs> yes, it, pretty much an insane and... journalist, but a journalist. So, I I really don't like this movie at all. But there's certain things that I liked about it, and I will remember for a long time. So, there's a lot of, you know, when I talk about movies, you know, did it keep your interest? Did it, you know, did you learn, did it, you know, did you watch everything? Did you learn anything? Whatever. All those things. Like, I can't say that any of those things 
that I claim to, you know, is it a good movie? I mean, maybe. But man, it dares you not to like this movie. Like, it's disjointed. It's like if uh, the Big Lebowski met Cheech and Chong met who oh brother where art thou <laughs> that that's a hell of a combo yeah it's it is fucking weird like and like harmony corinne mm-hmm. who is known for uh, uh spring breakers mm-hmm. trash humpers oh yeah uh gumbo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh just like he is like either a i don't know if he's a he just pushes the envelope on stuff like you Absolutely. know what is art that kind of stuff yeah and and this is a little bit more mainstream i think for him because he's got you know some big names in this movie i mean he's got matthew mcconaughey he's got snoop dogg uh fuck i love the martin lawrence just shows up in the middle of this movie that's awesome it is. It's great. This is like his movie since like if in like eleven years. I was reading. Yeah. Um, Zach Efron shows up. Love to see him. And like he is one of my new favorite actors. Like we all think of him as yeah. No, I just some. I'm a fan. Hot dude. He is fucking sweet. He is. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonah Hill shows up. Very very thin. Jonah Hill didn't even recognize him until. Really? Good for um, him. And of course, Jimmy Buffett's in this movie. <laughs> well, um, you know how it is. Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it is like stream of conscious kind of. There's no real plot to this movie. There is a loose plot, plot to it, but it. Um, there's times I was thinking, is this. You know how, like, uh, oh, brother, we're out there. We're out Oh, yeah. brother, where art thou? Is a retelling of Homer's Odyssey mm-hmm. through the Depression times. It, it, there's a certain point in this movie where I was thinking he's meeting all these outlandish characters as he go, like wanders through his life. He's just yeah. this he, pot smoking, just free loving, nothing really bothers him guy who just runs into these like kind of crazy characters. And that's how I felt, oh, brother, where art thou was, where, mm-hmm. like, they just went from one thing to the other, and they just kept meeting these people. And it that was based on the Odyssey. And I was really expecting to see if this movie was based on some kind of old, old, old fiction or old, you know, and told through a modern lens. But, like, there's nothing I could see that I did a little bit of research and to see. If it's told that way... It just, I don't know. It was just a little bit too much. Oh, okay. And he was fine in it. It's just like they were asking you to love him way too much. And I think maybe that there was, a, um, they, they were trying to, uh, there's a little bit of social commentary in, in the midst of this too, where like if you, like this guy was independently wealthy. Mm-hmm because he was a very famous author and he married a very rich person and she 
I mean, she had money, he had money, and basically, if you have money, you can get away with whatever you want to do. And it, like, it was hedonistic. It was very uh, gross at times. And, like, maybe they're saying, yep, the people in money, people in this country with money, they can get away with what they want. And to a certain point, they do, I suppose. But the way they told the story just didn't didn't work for me. Yeah. uh, The Beach Bum, yeah. Kind of a bummer. It's kind of weird to, like, I don't know, like, to have your titular character, like, the Big Lebowski, like, the slacker, stoner guy, like, he's not independently wealthy. You're not sure how he gets by, but you're not hung up on that. But I think it's kind of a glaring thing to be like, oh, this guy, he has a ton of money and he just drifts through life because he's not really like there's no point in this movie where there's certain points no there are points in the movie where you're like i want to hang out for mm-hmm. a little while and then there's a in, lot of yeah. points in this movie where you're like this guy sucks to hang out with like if you're like a everyday person is in this guy's life you're mm-hmm. like he's the worst he's the worst but everywhere he goes everyone loves him and uh yeah i don't know uh go into it with uh just knowing that it's just it's it's disjointed and uh, i don't know it i'm like almost an anti-hero this guy (laughs) so the anti-pov character yeah this is your guy this is who you're gonna follow through the whole movie like this movie please or don't uh but fucking martin lawrence's character i loved him so much in this it's so fun he reminded me so (laughs) um martin he's a he's a captain on like a real small uh charter thing like you know like people going out well like you going out into the Everglades and seeing (laughs) wildlife and stuff yeah well he's going out into like i think he's like around Miami and he's trying to like, he's a dolphin sightseer. Right. And he just loves dolphins so much. Just loves them so much. <laughs> like loves them way too much. <laughs> and down. then it just goes horribly wrong. Oh no. <laughs> what? Oh no. All right. Uh, but it was fun to see him. Yeah, um, I'm actually I'm I'm down for uh, Bad Boys for Life just kind of because I feel like you know what yeah I have I haven't seen Martin Lawrence in a long time I liked the first two um, there was a third one right no or is this the third one yeah the fourth throwing yeah. me um, this is... yeah. but like I haven't seen a movie where I can just enjoy Will Smith in a long time either. Because I love him, but he's. Yeah. Made th- I got one of those coming up here in a little bit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I watch. Um, but as far as movies I've seen, I, I haven't. I feel like uh, I'm ready. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I'm ready. Just the whole Miami scene, bright lights, neon, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yep. 
what hijinks are these two guys going to get into? That's what yeah. I want to know. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, nice. Cool. Beach bum. Skip. Ish. Skip it. Okay. Skip it. Skip it. Cool. 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 I probably will do that then. I will take your advice. Uh, all right. So you assigned me the Watchmen TV series. Well, I didn't. Not the whole series. You didn't have to watch the whole thing. I yeah. just wanted you to watch. Well, I, I stopped halfway through the first episode because I hate it. hate it. Yeah. So it's a skip from me. What else have you been watching? Uh, I am. I'm four episodes in of nine. And in today's binge-watching world, maybe this will sound crazy to say, I am obsessed with this show. Really? It's so... I. It kind of makes me sad because I don't think this will have a it super won't. broad appeal. Nope. It is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, I listened to the podcast that you um set me up with okay who watches uh, the watch who watches the watchman um reading the pdpedias uh uh i've watched uh the second episode twice now oh fuck yes you're um, gonna fucking love the eighth episode so much it's gonna blow your fucking mind i'm so I've, excited i can't wait well so here's what happened um with the third episode actually uh it, it took me a couple tries to watch it so I came home from work one night, um, got home probably 1130, maybe maybe 12. Not super late, um, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and watch this. I, I turn on episode three. Um, it's when you get to meet uh, Lori Blake for. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think that's the first time. But that's yeah. the, the episode is basically about her. Um, and so I'm watching it. Maybe. 10 minutes in i must have fallen asleep i wake up the credits are rolling I'm like oh fuck so it's like 1 30 at this point and i just you know i couldn't stay awake i just fell asleep and in 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 my uh um my genuine thought was well i guess i better just try again so so at 1 30 in the morning i i turned on episode three again and you know fell fell asleep again but I was just like, I can't remember the last time that I was like, okay, I got to watch this. I I couldn't tell you a time where I fell asleep during something and woke up and been like, oops, better try again. So yeah. I, I just, I love it. It's so good from everything. Even the like lack of ish, the title cards are so good. Oh, when they yeah. they just flash Watchmen, and then at some point during the like opening five minutes, they're gonna have the title of the episode in like this big bold so, yellow, but they're gonna work it into the background. A clever way, yeah. yeah. It's phenomenal. The score, like I thought maybe it was Trent Reznor, and then I knew it was Trent Reznor, and it's just it's like I know it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, but it's just like vintage like. 99 like a lot of these things sound like they could be on the fragile yeah it's just so that's so good and the performances are amazing regina king's phenomenal yeah she's really she good. is so good i'm i not to 
I don't know. Uh, I guess it, potential spoiler. I Don Johnson's only been in one episode, and that was like the only thing that's disappointed me so far. Yeah, it was like I really liked his character, and we haven't gotten to see him since. Uh, the whole Jeremy Irons thing, like the way that they drip feed a lot of this stuff, is it's so um, tactful and and just masterful. And it's almost too clever. Like it, it's almost like it like is. You, it's like you, you, it, it's you're towing to that like line. How much? Like, why spend this much time and mm-hmm. like putting this much effort into a, uh, something that probably most people aren't even going to watch? No. And it's a shame. It is a fucking shame because, and like, once you get, I can't wait till you get to the end because. Yeah. Um, uh, like as far as like the tie-ins, like in 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 what listen to the sub supplemental podcast with it mm-hmm. helps you, um, because it it you then you don't have to do the work to do all the research and stuff and see how much time right. they spent on all the little um Easter eggs and shit they put in there, mm-hmm. um, but like how much reverence they give to the original uh, comic series, yeah. Um, and you know how much I, you know, I've talked about Watchmen a ton on this program and how much I love the movie. Yeah. And like, and I know the director's cut is a fucking slog to get through. It's a three hour movie, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it is fucking, it's good. And actually like when they talk about, like they do a couple pre episodes on, I know we're talking about on our podcast, but you know how bad the movie is, but it's yeah. not. It it the movie is actually fucking spot on if you actually watch what Zack Snyder wanted to do as opposed to what Warner Brothers put out. Yeah, well, and there's there's in all of their criticisms, I feel like there was only one valid one. Um, with the um, when they're talking about when the the comedian gets assassinated, these guys aren't supposed to be superheroes, but they're punching through concrete. Like, okay, sure, I will give you that one, but. Beyond that, I feel like like um, one, you're beating a dead horse saying you yeah. hate the Watchmen movie. Two, <laughs> you're uh, I I don't know. I, uh, everyone's taste is different, but everyone seems to conveniently hate this movie. Yeah, um, and like these guys, and just the podcast is worth a while. It absolutely is, but there's also points that you don't like. You know, some of the takes are kind of shitty. Yeah, I, but, I disagree with that. But as far as breaking down an episode, they do it really well. Yeah, they do. And um, it's, but yeah, back to the actual show. Well, no, even um, staying on the podcast, I was going to say, like, I was ready to watch this show. Um, I was telling you, my buddy David hooked me up with his HBO account and all that. Excuse me. Um, But I was like. I wasn't sold on the podcast, but I was like, all right, I've got to listen to these. And you even said, like, you can skip the the prologues. Um, but I was like, I want to watch this show. I had almost decided before I even sat down to watch it that I was into this show. Um, and so far, I, I that decision has not been a disappointment. But you can definitely skip the prologues. But no. I just I, I thought it was a good primer. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about these guys, actually, like as far as 
hosting a show goes. But I love that like they're they're obviously just smart guys. They have great brains for like analyzing and breaking down media. So I definitely appreciate the work that they're doing. And I did um, kind of dip my toes in like HBO's official podcast waters. Yep. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'll I'll stick with uh, watching the Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is, it is, it is kind of nice to see where he's coming through from on what he's trying to mm -hmm. say. And that, that's it, it. We're talking about David Lindelof. Yeah. The showrunner of this series. And it, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fluff and the guy that's interviewing him is soft, you know, he's not really critical ever. No. Um, but like, as far as it, fuck. Yes. Uh, it's yes. As far as the second show, they mm-hmm. will dissect it and like all the because uh, this is a a show worth dissecting, especially if you love this universe. It is, and I I think the big the the thing that sucks is if you maybe saw the movie or like vaguely remember the movie didn't stick with you, but you're into Marvel. Um. You're like, all right, all right, cool. You know, I've I've watched Daredevil, I've watched Luke Cage, I've watched Jessica Jones, Punisher, and The Defenders. Like, I'm I'm excited. Comic book, comic book show. This is, um, to its credit, and something that's going to take away from it. It is, uh, you, I feel like you'll be lost without, yeah, reading Watchmen. It, it it's going to take a lot to. I was trying to think of that. I was, maybe I was trying lost. to figure out if like someone who was, but maybe a lot of things will just fall. A, a lot of things will just go unnoticed, and therefore you won't appreciate the detail that goes into it, um, and and the painstaking effort that they go through. Fuck. To um, stay yeah, this true to the tone fans. of this world, it is, yeah, and that's unfortunately going to be alienating. Yeah, but it's so, so well, good. It, it, you know what it might do is put more people back to read the comics or watch the movie and so. get a little bit more into this this universe because, like, like it really dives deep and and not to all the characters of the Watchmen, but mm-hmm. like a couple of them for sure. So. Um, yeah. And, you know, I know for the first couple of episodes, it's very race oriented. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, but I feel like and maybe to again, this is to uh, a point to why you should have a familiar familiarity with the comic book is it takes place in a very particular alternate u.s timeline yeah like like robert redford is serving as president after nixon served like tw- yeah like 25 years or something like that. right like yeah f- five five term, five five or five six plus terms. terms yeah yeah and um yeah so so i think that um details like that are just like oh robert redford's been president for 30 years that's weird 
yeah. or however long he was in the show. But it it just like certain details like that, um, you don't have something to like pin that detail on. Like, oh, yeah. okay, so so after Reagan was finally voted out of office, this is what happened. Um, you know, uh, or Reagan uh, Nixon. Like the Nixonville shanty town is like, well, what's mm-hmm. that all about? It was like, you, yeah. you know, people don't, I don't know if they really mentioned that Nixon was essentially a dictator for two decades. Yeah. Um, and and ju- there's just certain things. Yeah. That are Cause just you'd like, have to have a very good, well, yeah. Certain, yeah. certain details are just, um, the, it's, the details that they put in, will not enhance your enjoyment if you're not familiar with the comic. Like I said, the only reason I would hope that it it leads people back to that and then they could get a better appreciation for it. Yeah. I guess. So yeah. I'm anxious for you to finish it up. Um, um, I'm I'm really like I'm so into it. And I I contemplated I was maybe I was going to try and watch an episode on the plane. I was like, "Eh, I can't. I want to sit and I want to see it on TV, not on my little phone screen. Um, Plus, you know, it was it was switch time anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Can't get in that switch. (laughs) Fucking switch. Dude, the fucking game I'm playing. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I if if there was one thing that I could sell you on. It's Alien Isolation. Is it really good? And is yes. it only for the Switch? No, no. It's uh, it's been out for like five years. Oh, now. that's right. But yeah, yeah, yeah they right. they've you know what? Moved it I'll get the it. Switch. I'll get it and play it. It's like it's like playing a sequel to Alien. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I just my uh, my gaming time is is limited to me playing Fortnite with my son. Yeah. So well, that's important. Fam it time. Is. It is. Um. And yeah, I uh. I obviously had uh, two plane rides in the past couple uh, weeks to really bunker down and and play some video games. But other than that, my my time's pretty few and far between too. What oh, with, uh, with my these podcast with episodes? Odyssey. Nice, yeah. nice. He's pretty much done the whole thing. I was in. He's got like a couple more moons to get. Hey, good for him. Yeah. But <laughs> shifting back to Watchmen. No, I mean. I'm saying I don't have a, a ton of time, but I'm also, if I didn't listen to the podcast, I could be done with the show because yeah. I think all of the podcast episodes are longer than the TV episodes. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, you, I'm I think so into last... it, man. What's that? I'm so into it. I love it. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, I was episode, I think I watched episode eight, which is the, the next last or penultimate one. And that was the one that fucking made me say, I love this show. <clears throat> I hope it does the same for you. I know I'm putting a lot of pressure on it. Well, um, I'm, I'm already really sold on this thing. So, cool. so I'm Very sure good. it'll be fine. Get and, HBO, watch The Watchmen. Yeah. And, or pirate it. Or get somebody that you know has HBO. And and I'm always I'm so excited for Jeremy Irons' 10 minutes of the show when when he pops up. And uh, it's really fun because I feel like listening to the podcast, too, has kind of like forced me to critically think about the show and, and yeah. kind of develop my theories 
around what's happening and and it, it it just it's great and um just a a really nice little flourish that that shows up in every episode when they bring it back to the clock and and someone's always saying tick tock tick tock it, it just like just little touches like that little details that they add the writing so good that um the acting is phenomenal the scoring is amazing the set design's fantastic there's no reason if you're a fan of Watchmen that you should not be watching the show yeah yep so very good highly recommend highly recommend and i'm not even halfway through it oh oh good um something that's also pretty damn good and Mm -hmm. i haven't watched the new star wars movie which i have a feeling we're going to talk about in a couple seconds here yeah uh but i'm not going to go into too much depth about it but the uh the mandalorian streaming on disney plus i know i i think i watched the first two episodes last time we talked or Mm -hmm. maybe whatever uh i i finished the season it's a nine episode season i think as well yeah um eight or nine really good really good really um and i'm not as steeped in star wars lore and like i know enough to know what Mos Eisley is or mm-hmm. um Greg Cantina. Yes. Um uh but like this you know when mm-hmm. I heard you guys talking on the the last mass podcast and mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk you're going to talk about a little bit about the uh Rise of Star Skywalker here in a in a minute. Um uh but when you talk about like grant, like, you know, the star Wars movies are grand, you know, they mm-hmm. have these huge things and, but they're also very small based yes. on like three or four characters, not three or four, but it's, maybe it's a big characters. spectacle, but, and, and, and I alluded to it on Mavs. Um, but yeah, it only takes, it's, it's like three or four families. Yeah. In a giant universe, in a galaxy far, far away. And having having great impact on what one person does mm-hmm. this way or that. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian is not that. It's 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 the story that's off to the side in mm-hmm. the same universe that has no repercussions on anything that happens in the you know, with what the rebellion does right. or what the the first order or, or the the uh the Empire does. It's just this side story. Yep. Which would um uh well i was gonna say what rogue one was but that's not that has a lot to do with rogue one is yeah it's pretty titular or not titular but pretty um directly uh, affects the actions of a new hope and has the best darth vader scene in star wars but the Mandalorian is really good uh great character development great people like and i didn't think excuse me gina carano i love her like, but like, okay. So I know there was a movie called uh, I think Steven Soderbergh did with Haywire. Her. Yes, yeah. that they dubbed all her lines. Like I didn't think she was a good actor. Mm-hmm. She fucking kills it in this movie or yeah. in the show. Yeah, she I mean this is it. like a decade later, because um, Haywire was like, uh, oh, here's this MMA fighter. Yeah, and. Well, so the the thing with that, yeah, it was 2011, so almost a decade. Um, the thing with Haywire is they, like, 
um, lowered her voice a few octaves. And it just made, like, visually, it just didn't, like, work. Because it, like, slowed down her cadence a little bit. So it did look like she was behind. Like, almost like, right. a, like a kung fu movie that was dubbed. It was weird. Um, but I liked that movie. Uh, I see. I've never seen it. I just heard, I remember people talking about it. Like, and that was the big thing. It was, pretty, like, it was a pretty good movie. Um, but, yeah. yeah, she was really good in this. Uh, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, did you? Great. Yeah. Uh, and what'd you think? I thought it was okay. Um, I uh, I'm I appreciate. I don't know. I I I like the western aspect of it. I like the yes. lone gunman. I thought I love Carl Weathers. It was so Just, spaghetti western. It was so totally spaghetti western. yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, it felt like all the all the. Um, the what is it the uh, fistful of dollars trilogy mm-hmm. unforgiven it, it did it felt very um peak clint eastwood yeah because everything was very desolate i mean with that with the exception of the bill bear episode <laughs> i'm trying to go i'm trying to get a ticket to go see him tomorrow night bill Burr. Yeah. um yeah it uh it was, I don't know. That that episode was weird. That episode yeah. felt like it, total filler. Yeah. Um, but it was. I I I just I like the western western aspect of it. I like Gina Carano. I like Carl Weathers. Um, I thought Pedro Pascal did a good job with. I I mean. It's good for not, him for just doing the whole ep- or you know the whole series and yeah and a mask yeah and I mean it it's and it's a full on mask too it's not like you know we talk about how how good a job maybe you and I haven't talked about it I I'm not sure I know where you stand I think Tom Hardy did an awesome job as Bane yeah and he had a third of, uh, a third of his face covered yeah but you can still be an emotive actor with and your all eyes of his traps and, and your fit yeah. And your your giant like Zangief Street Fighter two body, <laughs> yeah, and and um, but this is like, I don't know. I maybe it's harder. It's probably harder than I think, of course. But I don't know. He he emoted pretty well in that in that, like it was. I I don't know. I, don't, I, I I definitely think it was. I'm not. It's outside not of Rogue me, One. I think it's the best thing that's come out of this new era of Star Wars. But I also think that's kind of a low bar. I don't know, man. I fucking watched Jedi. Um, the last like Jedi two weeks ago. Uh, Return of the Jedi. No, no, no. I'm I'm the new era of Star Wars. I'm talking oh, about like. I understood. Yeah, I, I know, but we're okay. holding that up against what? Uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. No, because Emp- New Hope, fucking New no. Hope's awesome. Yeah, <sighs> Empire <laughs> is so much. I've watched all these movies. Yeah, in the last month or so. That's first off. That's crazy. It's too much. <laughs> it's that too is. much Star Wars. And uh, New Hope, it's fine. It's fine. Empire is great. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, em- I I think Empire is a near perfect movie. Fucking Jedi is, with the exception of the Jabba, um, you know the first when they minutes, rescue Han. Yeah, yeah. The rest of that movie is terrible. It's it's corn off the it's top. Yeah, not good. I I would rather watch that than the Last Jedi. Uh, I, the Last I, Jedi I has some Jedi some visual as, as you think. Visually, no, it's, it's great. As, I mean, well, I mean, it's bad. I think, it, but that's my opinion. At the end of the I day, know. like I, I think that movie sucked. And I've only grown to dislike it more just based on how the saga ends. But um, no, I, I, I think, and I remember the last time I watched A New Hope recently, and the pacing's not great. Yeah, everything happens really fast, um, and the acting's not that good. But the acting's not that good, and like. I know, kind of across the board in the new ones too, and and like to be fair, it's it's a B movie. I mean, it is right B movie. Well, in in the thing that's so great about Star Wars is I think that it's it kind of captures your imagination and kind of I feel like it's like that weird sweet spot where it's like, whoa, this is this this crazy cool ideas. Um that kind of like get your creative juices flowing and, and kind of makes you feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but, but feel like, Oh, okay. So like, you know, this is what storytelling is all about. This is like, it's, it's basic mm-hmm. enough that you're like, Hey, maybe I have a story to tell, but yeah. it's difficult enough. Maybe that, that it's like, okay, you know, not everyone can pull this off. Um, but yeah, I, I think A New Hope is it, it's kind of disjointed. It happens really fast. Like I remember the first um what I'm referencing the first time I watched it like recently. I just remember being like, "Whoa, we're okay, we're in the third act. Here we go." Um <laughs> <laughs> about to blow up the Death Star. Um just like whiplash. Like why isn't this movie 3 hours long? Oh, it wasn't made in 2015. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think Empire is a near perfect movie, and Jedi, yeah, not great. Jedi used to be my favorite movie, and then then I turned nine, so that's where that is. Um, but I don't know. There was just you know what really bothered me about the Mandalorian to try and shift us back on track. Yep. The <laughs> the um. When him and Gina Carano meet and they have a fist fight. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, they're friends? Like, come, I thought, and it's John Favreau, too. It's like, I thought we were past this, like, meet up, duke it out, and we're then friends. have the, like, bro five at the end. We're just clasping hands. Um, The, the like, predator, like. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carl Weathers and uh and uh yeah, <laughs> Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I don't think they even say that, but Dylan, you son of a bitch. Oh, he d- does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and then <laughs> just possibly the greatest shot in cinema of them just clasping hands. Yeah. By greatest Biceps. I mean worst, but also awesome. Yes. 
just testosterone soaked garbage and i loved every second of it um but like just like stuff like that there were just a couple things where it's yeah like, i know and i should say were. that i hated about it that's that's being too harsh that's the uh you know, unknown ABV talking, I think. But, but, and what this, what this show is for the most part is it's, it's a uh, Kung Fu. It's, it's a Western. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it's, it's go the go going from town to town and running into different problems and solving those problems by the next episode and then right. running in a whole new episode or whole set, new set of problems in the next episode. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just get ready for the next episode. No, it, it is. It um, there's That's a really good way to put it. It is. It has this over, overarching story, but almost exclusively with the exception of when uh, Lord Fring shows up. Yeah. Uh, Sith Master <laughs> Gus. <laughs> um, Giancarlo Esposito, who is great, but just he'll never not be Gus Fring. Yeah. Um, with the exception of him showing up, is kind of like all right. Each episode, we have the overarching goal, and then we have the this is what happens this week. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I liked it, but um, and and here's the other problem, and this is the the uh, honest truth is. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm even saying this. It's, it's been a long time since I've felt this way about a TV show. But I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, yeah, sure. But I could be watching Watchmen. <laughs> and like, I, I know that I don't even want to subject Molly to Watchmen. And she loved The Mandalorian. And she had she had a perfect kind of... Um, uh, take i guess on baby yoda she's like i was so sick of everyone posting those memes and like i didn't want to like it and then he showed up and i was obsessed yeah, <laughs> like, yeah damn it that's uh, great yeah that's true um but i know like she hasn't read watchmen she like would not uh, um you if Watchmen goes over your head, you're not dumb, but I, uh, it's just, you like, I feel like you you're appreciate it without the, the source material. Yeah. Like we've been, like I've been repeating myself for the past half hour, but, um, so I'm not, I haven't even bothered trying to subject her to that. So, well, that's why I think the, the Mandalorian is a lot more accessible. Yeah. I mean, it, of course. and you don't even have to like star Wars. I think, I mean, there's some, there's some weird stuff in this, like the whole, I like all the like the animals that they try to force into the the New Hope. Like, yeah. why why even put them in there, John? I know, Fabro. Like, why even why give Lucas that credit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, who? This feels a lot less made by committee than the last two movies, but um, you know, there still are people that have to be appeased. I'm sure, yeah. unfortunately, but. I mean, overall, like I, I, I think I rated this at like a seven, okay. Mandalorian. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Kind of above average, um, and I do think that my, uh, my enjoyment of it was kind of dampened by, I want to watch Watchmen. 
Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Well, okay. So we hit the Mandalore. Yeah. Tell me about Last Jedi or uh, Return of the Sith. Return, Return of the Bad Guys. Who's who's the bad guys? Um, I do have to hit the, the bathroom Jedi's. real oh. quick. <laughs> the urethra strikes back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> BRB. All right. Um, before we move off the Mandalorian, failed to mention the score. Yeah. Uh, at first. Oh, it's really good. At first, I was like, this, "This is weird." Like that theme. Yeah. With the like whistle, and by the end of the first episode, I was like. All right, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and it kind of enhances and that Western. on Hulu, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, on Disney Plus, they ask you if you want to skip the intro. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, I don't want to skip the intro. That whole like flashing across the, all the masks mm-hmm. is fucking tight. <laughs> it's like Marvel, but shorter. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the, the, the uh, closing credits are good, too. Yeah. With, they're, like no, the like, they're title not cards. They're great. They're yeah. super great because you know what that is? Because so I was always confused whenever I went into like Blockbuster or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You saw like, you know, Luke Skywalker with his sword like way up in the air and yeah. Leia's like hanging on him and it, like his chest is exploding. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a <clears throat> it's like an alternate reality of what that actual movie is, right? <laughs> it totally and, is. I was it, thinking that while you described it. I was like, that's not this movie. Right. And 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 what those those um, I guess what they are, are kind of like uh, what what do they call them? Um, oh fuck, lose my head. Uh, uh, the uh, when when you make a movie and you tr- you you put the scenes and you you draw out the scenes like each scene and you kind of like what's that storyboarding? Yeah, storyboarding, right? Okay. And this is like storyboarding, f- yeah, for the episode, right? And it, it, they're great because they're not quite the way they're su- they are in the show, right? But they're what the they are. It's like telling the story to someone else, and their <laughs> interpretation of it. You know what I mean? Like the uh, um, shit. What is that? The uh, the court drawings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right? This is what happened. And like whenever I would go in and see these like uh, the the photo art for like Star Wars or all these old movies, and I go into Blockbuster and like you'd see this what was on this on the on the thing, and it's like storyboarding for the movie. Like, and this is what you get at the end. Like, I will watch all those anytime the Mandalorian has something. Like, I'd rather not that I'd rather watch the storyboarding, but <laughs> like that it tells the whole story of the show. Mm-hmm. In, in those like 16 different shots that they show at the end like great uh graphic design or yeah. not graphic design but great uh graphics artist renderings of yeah. the the show yeah and it um it helps too uh you know because uh, i think gina carano is like one of the only people who's like either not wearing a mask heavily prosthetics or just doing a voice yeah so it's like uh that sounds familiar i think nick nolte's in this and then they show like okay so Hmm. yeah there's i i just think that like if if it feels like i'm being hard on it it's because (laughs) i've spoken it's uh 
it's because I'm watching it through the lens of another show that I really am, am pining for. It's like the meme of the guy with the girlfriend who's looking back at the hot girl. Yeah. And the hot girl's watchman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me about uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, All right. So, the next one. yeah. Here's the big problem is um, we, we've talked about the original Star Wars trilogy at this point. It peaks with Empire, has does the little backslide with uh, the very kid-friendly designs of uh, Return of the Jedi, um, which not that there's anything inherently wrong with that, but it just was a weird space Muppet situation. Um so, J.J. Abrams, the Star Wars is based on a tale as old as time formula um, of the hero's journey. And J.J. Abrams, I, I know that I've talked to you about this. I don't know if you've watched it. Um, I know I've tweeted about it before on our uh, account, but his his mystery box obsession. Yeah. And this goes back Star to Lost, Wars, too, with yeah. uh, David Lindelof, yep. who did Watchmen. Yeah. Star Wars is not a... It, there's a fundamental disconnect. If you think a Star Wars movie is about mystery, if you think that, that Star Wars is um, like great storytelling through the unknown, you know, Star Wars... Um, it, it captures your imagination. It's phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it's this tried and true formula. And, um, you know, not that you shouldn't uh, try and do bigger, try and do better. But when you're when you come on to an established franchise um, to do well, you probably want to you want to push the envelope, but you want to play in the parameters. For as much as I liked The Force Awakens, I felt like um, they did bring up some of that, like things like the lightsabers, like, oh, that's a story for another time. No. Where'd this lightsaber come from? Why does Ray have it? That's what these things are about. It's mm -hmm. it's the, the big spectacle, small scope. Um, so I feel like Rise of the Skywalker was a full realization of how little a handle J.J. Abrams actually has on Star Wars. Really? Um, and Rian Johnson, his whole thing was like, well, you know, you can't be mad because we subverted your expectations. Subverting expectations is not inherently good. Right? Can we agree on that? Uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like we subverting expectations does not, it's a neutral connotation. It doesn't yeah. mean it, it. It's neutral. It doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's bad. Um, Last Jedi subverted my expectations, and because of that, or and because of the way that it subverted my expectations, I thought it was bad. Um, this, I it just it's not at that level. But as far as closing it out, it's just so like. 
you know, hands to the face, like what is happening right now? Because in the first five minutes, Kylo Ren has been on, I think, two different planets chasing this beacon. And of course, you have the classic scrolling at the beginning, tell you what's going on. Um, but other than that, you're just like, what is going? What is what is happening right now? It's just really this uh, accelerated pace um, of of stuff that just just feels like we're not so sure how we feel about the last movie. And ah, man, I can I'm hearing myself how disjointed I am. That's essentially all you need to know about this movie. <laughs> okay. It's disjointed. I can't even get my thoughts together. Uh, there's only three families in the Star Wars universe. There's the yeah. uh, Skywalkers. Um, maybe the not. Solos. Maybe there's two. There's yeah. There's three Skywalkers, well, Solos, well, even. which one of them is a Skywalker. Yeah, and, and the, the Palpatines, and that's yeah. it apparently. No one okay. else in this giant universe. There's only three well, families. I often think, and I know, like Kevin Smith talked about it, or you know, they talk about it on uh, in Clerks, like all the subcontractors working on the Death Star <laughs> and stuff. But like, it, hey, it, I, I got a little risk. bit of taste that in the Mandalorian, where like all these guys are just getting killed, and they're just and fuck. Okay, so <laughs> it's well, I I need to go back to the Mandalorian because yeah, I think Jason's. Fine. Uh, was it Jason Sudeikis who was one of the uh, the speed troopers? Yeah, yeah. In like episode where, where they, seven, th- that was my favorite scene of the whole fucking uh, uh, the whole show where they oh were just God, sitting where on they their were speeders. trying to like hit uh, when they could not hit yeah. their target. That was so fucking <laughs> See, it funny. Was great, it was brilliant. Right, that was truly, truly brilliant. It was really good and just. <laughs> And I knew the name or knew the voice, I, mm-hmm. but through the modulator, like I couldn't tell exactly who it was, but just the tone and, <sighs> you know, the, um, however it was, like, you know, the cadence and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but you think about all the, 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 the just, uh, um, random people that just get just annihilated, whether it's, you know, through the Death Star right. or through the Star Killer. Star in yeah, uh, Star Killer Base, uh, Force Awakens, or <coughs> whatever thing they're going to blow up in this one. I'm guessing they do, but mm-hmm. um, like all just the the random bad guys who are just like they just need a job. Yeah, contractor always goes with his gut. Yep, <laughs> that's such a great conversation. He knew the risk. <laughs> What was it? What was the gangster's name in Clerks? Like Babyface Gambino or something? Yeah, <laughs> just so lazy <laughs> for for how great he was writing at that time. That's such mm. a lazy name. Um, anyways, like it's just it's a whole like strange mess that um did it look good? Yeah, it looked good. It I mean, didn't I look saw, great. Like, it the, didn't the look as good fight. as Last Jedi. Le- like with on the um like on mineral planet salt. yeah fuck or, that looked great yeah that looked awesome but there was a moment where molly and i literally looked at each other and just laughed out loud like this is one of the dumbest things i've seen <laughs> was it the horses in space no oh because i heard anderson bishop had the horses in space who knows what that guy's talking about friend of the show but what is, what the hell is he ever talking about um <laughs> 
He, uh, there was something that he was talking about recently and I can't remember, but I was like, I feel like maybe you just are hating this for no reason, but the same thing can be said for me quite frequently. So, uh, yeah, like this is, there's strange, very strange shit happening. Like, um, apparently through the force you can move physical matter. Like at one point. Uh, and, and this is, I don't know, it's not spoiling anything, but at one point Ray like puts her lightsaber behind her back and Kylo Ren in a completely different place, pulls the lightsaber from behind his back, her lightsaber. It's like, so, so we're just transferring matter now. Like, is this like, are, is it getting beamed up? Like what's happening? What are the rules here? Hmm. Um, and that there's also this really confused the the Knights of Ren, right? We heard them referenced in uh, the Force Awakens. Yep. Like, this is probably a, a badass group of like rogue Jedi's training to be Sith masters or something, right? Well, uh, at one point, I don't know if no one was, you know, going through the script with a fine tooth comb or whatnot, but. The Knights of Ren um, don't get any sort of backstory or anything, but they're there. And they attack Kylo Ren. So you're attacking the guy who is literally like the namesake of your crew. Yeah. <laughs> like, is in at no point is it like this is a mutiny or like what's happening? These guys who are supposed to be your disciples who we know nothing about have just shown up. And on top of that, they're about to fight you. Uh, um, it has the Marvel problem where um, death's not a thing and it's like not explained. It's like there's a moment where uh, it looks like a main character just got blown up cut to they're on a different transport and that's not explained at all it's just like mm -hmm. tricked you subverted your expectations gotcha uh it just it it was a very cheap experience hmm. um and again i liked the force awakens but the groundwork was laid for this whole thing to go off the rails and then rian johnson was I guess he threw out J.J. Um, Abrams' story notes, like J.J. Oh, really? for uh, the Last Jedi. He was like, "Fuck that! I'm doing whatever the hell I want." And then J.J. Abrams was like, "Fuck that! I'm taking over." But also, I'm gonna do kind of a mismatch of what I thought the Last Jedi should be and what you made, and it's gonna make so much money so who cares uh that's how it felt anyways hmm. to make a short story long i didn't care for it <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I, I uh, just, it stinks it's it stinks and it's like it's who cares like why is it a big deal but it, <laughs> but on the other hand it feels like such a fucking letdown like yeah. this could have yeah. gone yeah this could have gone it, so much better oh uh, 
Especially going out and seeing it. You guys both yeah. going out and seeing it because that's something yeah. you guys don't do all the time. Right, right. And yeah, gotta do it more mm. though. Like, cause I do. I really love going to the movies, and obviously, oh, it's a great time. Like we we do this podcast. We love movies. Um, but and and for me too, I'm like same way. There's like a handful of movies like like we can go see mm-hmm. because if we want to go out as a family, we have to make it right. You know, don't see great. the Adams family. By the way, I saw that in theaters. What's no. that? The Adams family. The oh. newest one. Ooh, baby, hmm. not good. Yeah, <laughs> if you can believe that much. Yeah. Well. My son, well, like I talked about before, with playing with fire, mm-hmm. he really liked that one. If you look that up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, playing with fire, yeah, uh, the Classic John Cena John movie. Cena vehicle, it's great. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's can't go wrong. Oh, I j- it's just <laughs> weird because it the, were there like just a ton of shots of just a blank screen. <laughs> can't. Him. Uh, God, um, God bless he, Friday. He asked me tonight uh, before we got a shower, or we got a shower tonight, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Can you Google who the strongest man in the world world is?" And I'm like, oh. so he doesn't think. <laughs> Let I'm me the spell it out for anymore. you: D A D. And I like, you know, did the whole arm. I'm like, I'm not the strongest guy. He's like, No, Andre the Giant's the strongest guy. Google this pussy. I said Andre Dyan's dead. Yeah. Because I killed like, him. Well, yeah, before he died, he was the strongest. But John Cena could lift him up. I said, John Cena and him never fought. And we had this whole big argument mm-hmm. and it got ugly. <laughs> hey, Liam, who's the man? Oh, fuck. Did I tell you? I don't think I. Th- no, this happened since the last time. I- um, who's the guy that does the whole. Um, uh, uh, he does the. Juggalo Juggalettes. Oh, oh, superhuman. There's the strongest man in the world. I fell down that rabbit hole, and it was so much fun. (laughs) Human with two M's. (laughs) Oh, that was great. Psycho dad destroys crazy son's Pokemon card. (laughs) Dude, he does so many. So he like a lot. He rattles them off. He does it like every week. Yeah, and like I can't believe he's not scarred up more, especially how much barbed wire he jumps on. <laughs> I love what he qualifies as a table. Yeah, <laughs> just just <laughs> anything that is like two feet off the ground is a table. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is. <laughs> when he goes to like some kind of con and they get in fights and it's just great. Anyways, oh fuck, oh shit, my back. Ah, every day it all ends with that. Yeah. He's either genius or an idiot, like you guys said. He's a savant, I think. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I got a couple things to talk about before we move on. We love The Wave. What's that? The Wave. Yeah, the movie, yes. Yes. Or the the activity at baseball games. Yes. Yeah. We're doing it right now. You can't see it, but it's good. Just for us. Yeah. Just like this podcast. <laughs> uh, Devin, do the uh, wave. Do it now. <laughs> nice. Wait, wait. We hit it. Nice. Now. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, it, <laughs> so the um, 
The Wave has a sequel called Ooh. The Quake. Wait, The Quake? <laughs> it fucking does. It oh, has a sequel. shit. Same characters. It is oh the same characters. Is this the uh, is this the best? Is this the Empire Strikes Back of Swedish disaster movies? No, Fuck. it's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not bad. It's not bad. All Remember, right. uh, so like the whole thing with the wave. We both mm-hmm. love the wave, right? Yes. Um, Dude, it's that a Norwegian film. Good. It's based on like a natural disaster. Like people live in these fjords. They're worried about quakes and like a landslide falling down. And like people live in these fjords. So, like this whole like a tsunami would come and hit this town, and it shockingly it happens and they have to deal with it right mm-hmm. so this is like four or five years after the wave oh, the wave was only the beginning right the quake <laughs> and it's on hulu right now um and it's like this guy who saved his family and you know he's a big hero afterwards but he's got he's really having trouble dealing with the people that were lost in this like he didn't warn them fast enough they people wouldn't mm-hmm. listen to him right and he's lost his family and he's lost his colleagues. Like no one's gonna listen to him. But there's one person that does. Yeah. And then like Yes, he does. In, in Oslo, which is, you know, the capital of Norway, I think. Yeah. I mean, based on of everything. Norway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um then there may be some tremors going on in Oslo. And it's called the Quake, so Mm-hmm. I think you guys can guess what's going to happen next. But all the same people. Well, not all the same people because some people died in the wave. But uh, but the whole family's back again. <laughs> they play dead extras. <laughs> yeah. They're just lying there. Uh, Shit. I have to it's see not, this movie. It's not bad, but it's not as good as the wave. Yeah. I, I really like the wave. Uh, I agree. The quake is <laughs> it's not quite as good, but it's streaming on Hulu. I thought you might appreciate that it was... Uh, Gel Vets is the original title. S K J E L V E T. Umlaut. There's at least five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> nice. Dude, I have to see this movie. Um, yeah. Just because I, I really liked The Wave, but it feels like one of those things where it's like, uh, what's next? All right. The Wave just wrapped. Let's, uh, yeah, people might next? like this. Let's let's get to it. Let's hit the writer's room. And there's <sighs> like we I think that's that's the movie we talked about. Like some it's something about reading subtitles that makes it that much more better. Like it makes it 10 percent better. Probably. Dude, I think it was it's it's. um. I feel like in, and I'm just going off honest to God, just going off titles. I feel like. Just knowing that the wave was the first one, I I feel like it's done in earnest. And then they're like, "All right, let's work on the next one." Just a, yep. just another disaster movie. Let's go, let's go. Yep. Christian Nels Ford's story is not over. <laughs> oh, Christian, that poor guy. Yeah, misunderstood. Christian played by Christian. And misunderstood again. Yeah. What did he just say? <laughs> it's probably the other language that makes it tough. I can't understand him. I'm misunderstanding him left and right. Uh, Fuck, The Quake. I'm into it. Cool. Uh, A movie movie you should watch with Molly. All right. On Disney Plus, Togo. Togo. What's that all about? Togo. So there was a movie called... Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. 
Uh, about the sled dog that saved the town. It's an animated movie called Balto. Balto. Yes. Yeah. This is the true story. Balto was a fucking sham. Wait. Togo is the fucking man. Why Her dog, it, man. Why is it called dog. Balto? I don't get it. Uh, fucking Togo is good. It's fun. I watch it. Uh, not fun. I cried. Mm-hmm. My wife cried. My son looked at us and said, why are you guys crying? I'm not crying. What's the matter with you? My wife looked at my son and said, you have no soul. <laughs> You're dead on the inside, boy. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe, great. Mm-hmm. The dog, Togo, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's So it's the like back in like 1918 or 1920 or something like that, a huge storm hits alaska and in nome or in this town like people there's some kind of uh cholera or diphtheria or mm-hmm. some you know disease wiped out unless we keep unvaccinating our kids fuckheads yeah vaccinate your kids dicks um <laughs> no don't do it don't listen to him um liberal propaganda yeah uh, but someone has to make a run to Nome to get the vaccination. And uh, Willem Dafoe has a dog. And his name is Togo. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's it's cheesy. A little bit cheesy. But for I think I think it's Disney Plus's first like original movie. You know how Netflix has original movies and Disney Plus now is going to get into that game, I'm sure. I heard you um, paint houses. Uh, it's not bad. Okay. Definitely not bad. Alright. So. Hmm. Togo. And... All right. Check it out. Molly loves dogs. I love uh autism. So a movie where they're picking up vaccinations. Yeah. Into it. Get it. I watched Hellboy. Hell no. Oh no. Fuck no. That That's movie sad. blows dick. That is blows. sad. It's that bad. Fuck. It's terrible. That sucks, dude. Not good. What a fucking waste. Uh, trying to think what else. Uh, looking down my list here. Uh, oh, do you remember that movie Colossal? came out a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah, Anne I Hathaway. Yep. Did you watch that? Yep. Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis. So, I watched it, right? Right. The first half of that movie, I'm into it. Pretty good. Second half, rough. <sighs> I remember... When Jason Sudeikis takes that turn. Yeah, that was like, where it was it like... It was uncalled for. Like, where'd it come from? Just full-on aggressor, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about when he, yeah. like shoves her down like and like and it turns into like like i like the premise of this movie and i like the it it honestly made me feel because i watched another movie movie called a vigilante with um uh oh fuck what's her name um oh who did uh drinking buddies olivia wilde Uh, yes olivia wilde right so this had a uh a drinking buddies feel to it right hmm at the beginning, like mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. trying to get their life kind of together, but they're just not 
quite there. And like no one just turns their life around, right? Right, right, like, right. Who turns their life around that fast? No one does. And you do it by steps. And then like it felt like this was that kind of movie where it's like, oh, you know, I realize that I'm this thing and then I can right. control it. And this is how I turn my life around. And then all of a sudden it turns into this fucking weird, like, um, domestic abuse yeah. type of allegory. Right. And like, in, like, I get it if you want to do that kind of thing, but fuck. Well, I felt like it wasn't, it, like, allegory is the word that I want to use too, but I felt like it wasn't. I felt like it was a total left turn. Yeah. It was like, all of a sudden this guy is like a violent drunk. Like, despite having no sort of um, hinting or development or even, like, subtext that this might be I a thing. I don't even think it's the violent drunk part. I think it's a sociopath that's <laughs> subdued by the drunkenness. Like, when they're drunk, they're Maybe. having fun. Maybe. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I think he's a sociopath when he's sober. Fuck. Um, um, sorry. Make a noise. Um, yeah, that it, it, it took a really weird turn, and I know the exact spot you're talking about. Overall, I liked it. I mean, to- like, yes, but, overall it was fine, but like, tonally it just missed. Idea, me. good execution. There's like this one head scratching part. Yeah, the end scene was difficult. pretty tight, though. Hmm? The end scene. Yeah. The the when she goes to uh, where was it? Soul, I think yep. she goes to Soul, and I got Soul. <laughs> so much super soul. bad. Yeah. Um, now, I, I think o- overall I like that movie, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about because it was just such a uh, left field moment where it's just like, whoa, shit. Okay. What, did this just get real? Like, this was kind of like a quirky romantic creature feature. Now it's like, has these really dark overtones that were not hinted at at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, it it yeah it didn't I it didn't earn whatever it was trying to yeah. say. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> and the last one I want to talk about is Hancock. So I talked about uh, uh, I rewatched Hancock, okay, which is streaming on Vudu right now. That if you you can get it with ads, it's free. So if you do want to watch it, but like I think what when did um, Iron Man came out in two thousand ten, right? Iron Man was like oh seven, was it oh seven? Uh oh eight. All right, so this same year, Hancock, mm-hmm. Iron Man came out the same year, and you were thinking about the last good Will Smith movie. This yeah. is a pretty goddamn good. That was Will probably Smith it. Movie. Yeah, that was. This is it. a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like I really like this movie. There's problems with it, but like, it, because it also tonal changes and like yep. all of a sudden takes a big left turn right in the middle of it um but like will smith at his best mm-hmm. is he's really good hancock uh like i said stream on voodoo so those are the movies i watched i watched another one but we'll talk about that in a minute or two other ones and i'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right all right um i'm trying to think if i watched anything else we've talked about Watchmen, Star Wars, more Star Wars. I think that's that's been it. Yeah. Um, I was at a bar and the Golden Globes were on. Yeah. What a ride. 
it's it's amazing how self-congratulatory Hollywood is or <laughs> how how like the the right is getting behind Ricky Gervais saying, "Oh, you tell him, brother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys don't get the joke. <laughs> nope. Uh, anyways yeah yeah well oh um speak that that reminds me um jj abrams to go back to star wars oh i saw your tweet yeah he was yeah exactly that he was talking about how the there's uh you know people are saying and i agree with what he's saying where um I think, and I think it's a byproduct of Twitter culture, of that 160 character culture where you have to make a firm stance and you only have a couple words to do that in. Um, and there's, you know, no nuance in like Star Wars sucks or, or Rise of Skywalker sucks. Rise of Skywalker is amazing. And that's it. Um, but that movie has literally no nuance whatsoever. Yeah. So it's just kind of. Uh, a uh, ironic twist of fate to hear someone complain that the uh, critics have there's no nuance in the detractors complaining about uh, Rise of Skywalker when that movie has no nuance. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the uh, the Ricky Gervais thing. It's like, eh, you, you you guys don't seem to get it either. No, that's and it. I and love De Niro. Yep. Yeah, um, <sighs> and I remember. Like right after Donald Trump was elected at whatever award ceremony, when he was like "fuck Trump," and everyone's like Robert De Niro bravely stands up for what he believes in. Like, uh, yeah, he like I ag- I love Robert De Niro. I agree with what he said, but yeah, millionaire guy in front of a group of people who mostly minus Clint Eastwood share his sentiment. Yeah, like how brave. Yeah, you you really bravely were preaching to the converted. Yeah, but that's all I'll say I about that. I heard he painted his houses, painted his houses, painted houses, paints houses. I heard you paint out. that. That's if if I were to pick a line from a movie from last year that was my favorite, I think that'd be it. Hmm. Simple. It but is Al Pacino. He's good at what he does. <laughs> so I heard you're paying houses. Mm-hmm. All right, so I Hoo-ah. watched two movies. I watched two movies that are going to be assignments. Yes, for either you or the listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, yes. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm excited. Um, so this is a movie. I've heard um, that about it. <laughs> it's uh well we'll talk about it next week. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna watch it this week and we'll talk about it next week. Uh hopefully I'm looking forward to it. I've I've heard kind of consistent things about it, but nonetheless. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. How about for me? For you. Uh how about the old man and the gun? Easy. It's on HBO. It's from 2018. Fuck, I felt old this week. I talked about oh, this on, the, on my other podcast. 
speaking of old man, mm-hmm. I went, so like right in the middle of like November or something like that, I get a call from my doctor mm-hmm. and I haven't gone and, you know, gotten a physical or checkup in I'm, I'm ever really. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Hey, uh, hey, you think about coming in? <laughs> Let's yeah, get physical. Check up. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So I went in this week and, uh, yeah. I got uh, some high blood pressure and my cholesterol's a little bit up, so uh, I'm getting old. I'm sure it's. I fine. need to uh, drink some lighter beers, mm-hmm. eat a little bit r- less red meat, and yeah. So the old man, the gun. You know what the trick yeah. is? Don't go to the doctor. Bunch of quacks. <laughs> That's one way <laughs> to get a better diagnosis. Yeah, Karen on Facebook said that you don't even actually really need to worry about cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's right yeah i was gonna end the show right there but <laughs> what kind of idiot needs to go to school for seven years college is a four-year thing anyways uh yeah so the old man in the gun uh maybe if you want don't fuck with cats everybody's talking about it yeah we pride I think ourselves we're on being the uh at the bleeding edge of entertainment media. I don't know. Um, yeah, so don't fuck with cats. People are talking. Seems fucked up. Little uh, true crime miniseries on Netflix. Um, the Old Man in the Gun stars the uh, president. Yes, that too. Robert Redford. <laughs> um, don't fuck with our president. Yeah, don't don't fuck with red predations. Ah, it's so good. All those little terminology and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just so good. I'm excited because um, I think for y'all to watch uh, and to watch. Yeah, good one. 2012 Netflix. Now I watched that probably two weeks ago, right? Visceral. And I fucking I so I am. I'm a big Public Enemy fan. Huge Public Enemy fan. Mm-hmm. They released an album. The Johnny Depp movie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chuck D. And what? Okay. Tell me a weirder relationship between two people in music than mm-hmm. Chuck D, who is the super serious, super um, socially conscious, like doesn't curse, has like... Like everyone, like he's the godfather of maybe not the godfather of rap, but like when people have problems, they go to Chuck D or like, you know, no one has a bad thing to say about Chuck D. And then who's his hype man? <laughs> Fucking flavor. Like, yeah, what? yeah boy. boy. Like, well, we rod limos too. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, the weirdest combination of like, right. Am I wrong? Well, It's weird that um, Chuck D, you know, fought the power and and not that not that Flavor Flav wasn't against that as well. But Flavor Flav kind of has fallen into this like negative black stereotype. Like he's a a drug addict. Like he's he just got like another random woman pregnant recently. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 Chuck D is kind of the um poster child for like conscious like pre woke like yeah 
like super woke just like truly like and not even like politically um, charged has has a clear message a clear through line for everything that he says yeah there's and there's nothing you can go back on him like oh well you you know you're you were an ex-pimp or anything no mm-hmm. he's always the same guy he is chuck d turn it up like he's as solid as his name bring noise but so growing up like as a, a white kid in south central pa I listened to hell out of Public Enemy, like just rebelling about against parents and stuff, mm-hmm. and no bad words, nothing like that. But I did not know they released an album in 2007, mm-hmm. and in the middle, and I don't even remember this from the first time I watched uh, End of Watch, but um, harder than you think mm-hmm. is a fucking phenomenal song phenomenal song and i whenever it came on i was like why don't i have this playing my ears all the time harder than you think Mm -hmm. it's worth watching and a watch for that song alone (laughs) which comes up in the first like five minutes but the rest of the movie is great as well so it was a double double whammy watch a great movie and listen to a great song the rest of the album is kind of shit from 2007 but that's uh uh, that's a really long title, doesn't it? What's that? Uh, the album. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. To, it's like, how, yeah soul. how you sell soul yeah. to a soulless people who sold their soul. Yeah. Turn it up. Bring the noise. Like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sucks because it does feel like... Um, there's a cap on that like it's a hard space to occupy like you think about like the biggest conscious acts right now kendrick lamar yep he's only put out three albums three proper albums right um good kid was in 2012 and then you have so many like Rick Ross is the uh poster child for album every sixteen months. Every right. sixteen months he puts out a new album. Doesn't push boundaries, couple radio friendly songs. Very you know, it, it's and and not that he's not a talented guy, but it, it it is it comes out of a factory, right? Right. So it's it's such a tough like um for them to have like it takes a nation of milli- millions in fear of a black pa- planet it's it's prolific to have a yeah. uh, nation of millions was 88 and um <coughs> fear of a black planet was two years later right so and then- like it, even if um I don't, I don't know like even though like they're their following albums were not as um earth shaking it's like it it's, it's it really is like to put out those two albums is phenomenal um because it's a tough space to occupy yeah and but like how why don't i just don't know why and maybe it it's definitely on me it's like, why didn't I know this album existed? Like in 2007, like 
you know, whatever it was, 13, 14 years later. No, mm-hmm. 16 years later almost. Yeah. That they put out, no, 14. I think, what, not Fear of Black Planet, but was it Fear of Black Planet? Uh, Fear of Black Planet was 90, 1990. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I was... Well, I was crazy. disappointed I didn't have this well, it, in my life. Yeah, and it's so good, so goddamn good. It's a great it, the horns mm-hmm. in it are great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and the rest of the album is kind of yeah. But it's like if you even go back to like 1988, it's crazy to hear. Um. It takes a nation of millions versus something like, uh, uh, who was I just thinking of? Boogie Down Productions, like KRS One, just like that, like boom bap of just those like very like simple like, yeah, like versus like just crazy things that Terminator X was doing. Yeah, fresh for nineteen eighty eight 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 eight. It's fuck. Public Enemy's. Yeah, Public Enemy is phenomenal. And even it, it's like one of those things where like you have those people who made only one or two good albums and then continue to put stuff out. And I'm not saying their catalog's bad, but it's it it's become underappreciated in this era of like constant media constant like you need to come out with an album because we want more. We listen to your album once and we're ready for the next one. Um it's prolific to have yeah. two like near perfect albums uh near perfect album i'll give it to you right now apocalypse 91 the enemy strikes back that's three albums then because that's like that's the year after fear of a black planet yeah yep yep that's the one because it has uh night train which is great Mm -hmm. uh arizona um by the time i get to arizona bring the noise oh with uh anthrax public enemy anthrax you heard that Oh yeah, absolutely. We yeah. So I mean, that's fucking. Oh, that's so good. That whole album. That's a perfect album. Yes. And that's right, in my wheelhouse. I'm how old am I right there? I'm I'm fourteen, something like that. Listen to that stuff. Just can't trust. Getting it. into my. Well, I mean, I mean that expands your worldview, though, right? Yeah. Because yep. that stuff like that, like that but is it, meant it took, to be but it also thought provoking. Listen to that album mm-hmm. and then going to college like four Excuse or five me. years later. Mm. Yeah. And like actually seeing you know, actually interacting with people that don't look like me, right? Right. And it, and it that's what it took because uh-huh. I mean it's not like I'm the most woke person in the world. I know that. And no one's gonna you know, that's actually one of the first steps to being woke. <laughs> and it's and a I minute think, you're not. It, it honestly might be. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was meant to be tongue in cheek, but mm. now that I'm thinking about it, it might be. <laughs> like admitting that you don't know shit is one of the smartest things you can do, right? Yeah. Well, I, I actually someone asked me this once, and they're like, "Why? Why are you the way you are? Why are you? No, it's not." It, like you were like, I'm, I am I'm not, whatever you say I am. <laughs> if I wasn't, that's a, then why, why would I say, I, say I, am? I am? Yeah, that song's ahead of its time because that is like might as well be the anthem for today. Yeah, yeah. You're racist. You're right. You're right. I can't convince you otherwise. Yep. 
I am what I or what you say. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, check that song out. Check that movie out. It's worth it. Turn it up. Michael Pena and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Great chemistry. Bring the noise. Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena doing a mm-hmm. Public Enemy bio biopic. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. That would not be woke. Or super no. inclusive, perhaps. <laughs> be ultra woke. Be like post-racial. Jake Gyllenhaal's playing Chuck D. <laughs> but if Michael Pena did bring Chuck the noise, D, guys, then how do Jake we? Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't even do sound like that. Come on, <laughs> come on, bring the noise. Should I tell him that I never really had a gun? It's just the wax that the Terminator X sprung. <laughs> 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 Who could be Terminator, Terminator X? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. There you go. Just, just end of watch yep. crew. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Michael Pena gets is kicked out Chuck of the D. group for anti-Semitic right, behavior. Anna Kendrick and uh, uh, Jake Jones Hall is Flavor Flav. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Just yeah, Anna Kendrick getting kicked out of Public Enemy for being anti-Semitic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't have any money, but I'm green lighting that right now. It's post racial. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you got for the people? Holy cannoli. For the people, the people, the people, people, the people, the people. Uh, Spring Breakers. Speaking of oh, harmony. Fuck him. <laughs> he's either messing with us or he. Or the wrong right people got a hold of his stuff at the wrong right time. We're like, whoa, this guy's got something to say. Uh, I don't know. Have you even seen like a uh, trailer for Trash Humpers? Uh, no. It's the most disturbing thing on earth, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spring Breakers. Um Strange, strange movie. Uh, I think it's worth your time. Otherwise, I wouldn't be recommending it. But, um, yeah, it it really is, like, maybe Harmony, like, maybe he, like, struck a chord at the right time and he's been coasting off this reputation ever since. Maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he just wants to watch the world burn. That's maybe the way... That seems very possible, actually. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, I plan, I don't know if it's coming out this week or next week. Next week, maybe. Uh, to, or 1917. Oh, that looks really good. I desperately want to go looks see that. really, really desperately. good. Um, and speaking of Sam Mendes, so the latest James Bond trailers come out. Right. Yes. So we had Casino Royale, great. Quantum of Solace, bad. You hated Skyfall. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So, but undeniably, well shot, well made movie. I would say. <laughs> um, Spectre, eh, not great. You haven't seen it yet. I, I have not. No. 
And so I'm hoping this is like, so if we go every other one, hopefully this one's good. But we'll see. All right. Coming out in April. No, I, I, I'm, it, it looks good. Um, obviously, it's getting a lot of very positive reviews. But I don't know. It, it, it just, it's, the trailer that they caught is phenomenal. Like, it gets me pumped up. Like, I'm, I am ready to, speaking of, you know, going to the doctor, I'm ready to sit in a seat and have my blood pressure raised by this movie. Nice. So, yeah, it looks, it, it, it looks like it's going to be good. So, I'm into it. Uh, yeah. So, keep an eye out for the Public Enemy biopic brought to you by, uh, Brewview Podcast. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, next week we're going to be talking about What's Upon a Time in Hollywood, Don't Fuck with Cats, The Old Man and the Gun, and uh, if you want to wait to hear what we have to say about that, we recommend Spring Breakers and End of Watch, both on Netflix. All of which are not too shabby. Yo, Chuck, what's the move, man? I was on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother, Chucky D? He swear he nice. I said, yo, the brother don't swear he nice. He knows he's nice, you know what I'm saying? So, Chuck, I got a feeling you're turning into a public enemy, man. Now, remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to L.A. Lounge in Queens while we was in the car on the way to the shop? Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes on.